What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martin and Ozzy podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Limush card going down this weekend. 12 fights from the UFC Apex. Back after a little hiatus. Uh, how are we doing this week, Ozzy? Uh, doing good. I'm hoping that... Uh... Oh, sorry. I uh, got a little gas there. Uh, yeah, hoping that uh, this UFC card this week uh, proves uh, a little bit more entertaining than the last ones. Uh, obviously, you know, I was out last week. I just couldn't time up some of the scheduling there. Uh, had had some people visiting me as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're, uh, what are we at this week and then the New York card. Yeah, the New York card next week after that. Very much looking forward to that card. Um you know, I think that's gonna be the first time I'm ever bet on Israel Adesanya. I think that I think that might go down. Really? I already got a bet on him. Yeah, I already got a bet on Izzy. I haven't bet on him too much. Um, but I was watching a little bit. That was a fight I was looking into this week, and I I, I feel pretty good about Izzy. I think I might make that a big bet for me. You will you be in attendance for that one? You think? I don't think I don't, I don't know. I I looked at the tickets initially. I was talking to a few friends of mine. You know, they didn't pounce. I had this. I don't not the person to usually buy them. You know, pre-sale and stuff. Um, but maybe we'll look into it. We'll see after this week. Um, but I did not plan on it. No, I'm I'm sure you'll have to pay a pretty penny if you decide to go. But um, yeah, last week card was just been to a bunch of them. Last week's card was just fucking disastrous. Awful, awful card for me. Minus six point eight three track units. Um, just Oof. a lot of a lot of stuff went bad. Some bad beats, some bad bets. No need to dive into it overall. Um, I'm over it. Um, although I'm not over the Jacoby decision yet. I mean, we can't keep having these fucking decisions every week where there's a yeah, the Jacoby. There's a clear winner. The Jacoby decision. Yeah, the Jacoby decision, which is bad. I I was surprised, and honestly. I had uh, my aunt visit. She was watching. She watched like the last like ten minutes. She's like, mm, I don't know. I think I think uh, Roundtree might have might have won that. I was like, maybe. <laughs> I had the volume off, and I was like, God damn. Well, well, going into round three, Jacoby was minus fourteen hundred, and Bet Online had uh, Roundtree by decision at at plus twelve hundred too. So I mean, it's like the live lines—they think it's two zero. Everyone watching thinks it's two zero, and then somehow two out of three judges have it one one when nobody else in the world. Were people? I didn't really pay attention to afterwards. Were people more that round one was definite Jacoby round two? Because I think the strike number said that he. Hit him. There was like a way bigger disparity for round two, right? Yeah. I, well, I don't remember the fight. Pe- well, on verdict, they had round one eighty-two percent Jacoby, round two eighty percent Jacoby. So the they're same. both. Yeah, they were both. Wait, what do you think? What clear. do you think? I think I think one was even clearer than two. Yeah, like it was one was the clearest of all. Oh, you thought one was the clearest yeah. one? Yeah, and okay. and. If you look at the judges' scorecards, um, two out of three judges thought he won the first two rounds. So it's like the majority of judges thought he won both rounds, but he still found a way to lose a split decision somehow because of, you know, just the way the scorecards work out. So that, that just shouldn't happen. You shouldn't be able to win the majority of the rounds on the majority of judges' scorecards and still lose. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, I paid attention mostly to the first round and after that, not that much. But I had thought that Leo did land a few hard punches, but uh, probably Jacoby landed just outlanded him, so he would have won. But I don't know. I thought that round uh, Jacoby won, but yeah, rather. Um. So yeah, and then Cater, obviously in the main event, you know, ended up injuring himself with I don't know two minutes, three minutes in, so. Unfortunate, my featherweight brothers. These guys just keep—they uh, keep getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. Another, another random injury. Um, this one. I mean, that's the what fourth main event this year. Yeah, Rakich, Aspinall, Ortega, and now this—all random injuries in the main events. So maybe, uh, maybe this week we'll get a random injury in this main event, and we won't have to watch it because. Not really sure what the fuck this fight is. It's like the UFC has decided that Amanda Lemos is a main event worthy fighter, and I don't know why. I truly don't know why. And now we're all, you know, subject to watch this shit, but rough stuff. Um, let's get into the card. 
first fight is in the women's bantamweight division. Ramona Pasquale versus Tamiris Vidal. The line for this one, Vidal minus 132, Pasquale plus 112. I did some very loose tape in this fight. Um, Vidal looks terrible, but Pasquale is also terrible. Both these women are just bad strikers, kind of bad grapplers as well. And whoever ends on top here is probably going to win. I really don't have on much of a read on who is going to actually do it, but I'm done betting on Ramona Pasquale. I bet on her in her past two fights. They failed, <laughs> failed miserably, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm done. I'm done. This fight's a pass. I know some people out there think that Pasquale is the value side of plus money. Um, go ahead and bet it, but I think that betting any money on this side is kind of crazy, so that's enough of that one. What about you? Did you look into this one at all? Nope, uh, I did not, but I think, excuse me, uh, I would bet on Pasquale again, maybe plus one twenty. Only side you could look at. Vidal, she's just kind of like a grind. I don't know. You know, sometimes these Brazilians, sometimes they come to the big show and you know end up coming out improve, maybe a little bit in better shape, whatever it may be. But um, I think you could only take a little plus money here. But really bad fight. So let's move on to the second fight. Yep, that's in the men's flyweight division. Jake had. Taking on Carlos Candelario, Hadley minus 250, Candelario plus 210. What are you thinking here? So, coincidentally, Hadley fights Raposo, New England guy, right, to get into the UFC. Second UFC fight here. He's fighting Candelario, who I don't know where he trains at, but I think he said he's from Connecticut, but, you know, he's had a few New England fights, but I don't know where he trains at. But, you know, in that fight against Tyra, honestly, he did better than I think most thought he would. Um, you know, he, he impressed me a, a bit with like the well-rounded nature that, you know, he just kind of, kind of got beat in a few positions and, um, you know, kind of went on from there, but, you know, he, he showed some pretty good, uh, offense for, of his own, um, you know, not afraid, right. To, to mix it up and, you know, start off in the feet and then obviously transition from there into the ground. Um, Hadley, Probably they they gave him a a tough test in his first uh you know fight I think maybe on purpose knocked him down a peg was against a tough Brazilian you know here maybe this number's like a little big here just because of you know the fact that Candelario looked like he could you know wrestle offensively a bit um against Tyra and you know Hadley it looked like maybe if he you know, if you go on the front foot, if you're attacking, uh, grappling, you know, uh, of your own right first, you can get the advantage on him. So, you know, I, I think that probably, you know, Candelario at, at a bigger at a, than a plus 200 number is the side to be on here. I could see him getting his neck caught by Hadley in a choke like that. But um, overall, you know, I think it'll probably be a closer fight and, uh, you know, Candelario be live to win uh, win a decision. Yeah, only track bet so far is on Candelario. I'll definitely be adding more. Um, only went three quarters of a unit at plus two thirty. Um, because you know Candelario, he he's a good grapple. I think he'll do well well in this matchup. But uh, the guy doesn't land a whole lot of strikes of his own, and I see his his upside here being um a bit limited. You know, I just think he's going to compete well throughout the fight. He's going to land his own takedowns. He's going to get up from takedowns and whatnot. And just based on how bad uh, Tally's takedown defense looks, I don't see why Candelario is such a big dog here. I mean, I think if Candelario attempts takedowns, he will get them. And Hadley kind of accepts bottom. Um, you know, I don't I don't think Candelario's top game is nearly as good as Alan Nascimento's, so it's not going to look as dominant as that fight. But for a guy who's an experienced fighter, good wrestler, um, you know, comfortable fighting against grapplers, I think that Candelario is, is real live here. So, um, you know, not too much to think about. Just a small bet on Candelario. Move on. Hope for the best. Next fight's in the Bantamweight division. Uh, Johnny Munoz Jr. taking on Ludovic Shalinian. Um, the, the one of two Shalinians on this card. They have Johnny Munoz as the, the big favorite, minus 250. Uh, Shalinian plus 210. Uh, I think this line is wide. Personally, I think uh, the value is on the dog. The Ukrainian here, Shalinian. Um, because um, sort of like Candelario, this guy is just comfortable fighting grapplers. He's fought a few grapplers. He did well against Jack Shore, short notice UFC debut there. And he can also land his own offensive takedowns. The guy's, you know, just, I think, a solid grappler. And Johnny Munoz's specialty is grappling. The guy is a black belt. 
He's a he's a solid wrestler. His striking is coming along, but it's still not much of a threat. So I think both of these guys are just kind of similar matchups. They're they're not much of a striking threat. They're most comfortable when grappling, and I think they can, they can match up a bit evenly when grappling. I don't think that Munoz is gonna you know blow him out of the water like he did uh, that one uh, Jamie Simmons. You know, so I think uh, the market's a bit too high on Munoz here. Uh, Shalinian small bet is probably warranted. Uh, you have any thoughts here, Ozzy? Um, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Johnny Munoz, uh, Jr. Um, you know, his grappling game is, uh, top notch. Obviously we said with, uh, you know, Ludovic being, uh, you know, experienced guy has, you know, I think he had a, a couple, a couple LFA fights as well. Obviously a tough fights, um, fought, you know, Jack Shore and a guy who I think mixed it up a little bit, uh, too much on him for him to kind of keep up with. I think maybe I haven't really seen his overall grappling game himself like in terms of his jujitsu so i don't know how much he can compete if the fight take takes place there but if it's on the feet you know i think you know he potentially with like a pressure style if he is defending the the the, the takedowns and the shot entries of uh johnny um it could uh you know go well for him you know obviously like just you know putting the pressure on him but I think ultimately, probably Munoz finds his way to to the back or or some other position where he's you know kind of able to ground a pound, get a choke, and end up winning this fight. You know, I'm not gonna bet it. No, no bet on the fight. But you know, I think uh, Munoz uh, Munoz gets a gets a win here. I would look at in his submission prop. I always like these guys. Like plus, almost see at plus four hundred here. I think that's not bad for uh, Munoz by submission for sure. So, you know, a little obvious, but why not? Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking if he survived against Shore, he probably should. Uh, but you know, Munoz is you know a legit black belt on the ground. He might. Yeah, be, I mean, might Munoz be... is much more. I feel like much more submission. Submission. Uh. Yeah, definitely. Focused. But I, I just think well, the wrestling you know, is sure. going. Wrestling is going to be close here. I just don't. I don't know. I, I mean, Munoz. He sure, he yeah. he doesn't have an official background in wrestling, does he? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got good takedowns for a jujitsu fighter, but he is part of the the Mexican ETF, though. Interesting. Just remember that, don't you? Know, we got a few you, of them. You know him? We got a few of them. You know Johnny Munoz or something? We, we 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 got a few of them on this card. Um, next fight, another women's fight. Uh, second of four women's fights on the card. Jin Yu Fry taking on Poliana, women's strawweight division. Bianca the favorite minus one forty four. Jin Yu Fry plus one twenty four. Let's hear your thoughts on this one. Um, so ninety three kid, note that. Uh, yeah, I mean this fight. Ah, you know, I, I was unfortunately, I think you joined me in, in betting uh Pollyanna, right? Pollyanna Viana in her last fight. Um, nothing happened like that. That fight was insane, dude. Like who? who I don't know who the ref was, but. Dude, you can't just let a girl, the girls do that. Like, one of them just stand in front. It, like, the fight itself already is so much less harmless than, like, a male fight. No offense. That I feel like you can't be doing that as well. You can't just let one. But anyway, I digress. Um, But, like, that just showed how crazy Pollyanna Viana is and untrustworthy. And the fact that you're going to lay juice on, like, the girl, the fact that she, like, lay, like, did, do you think she laid there because, like, um, how good of um, the jujitsu for what's her name from Baby Shark Girl, Richie. Uh, Richie, Richie. Do you do you think she lay there because of how good her jujitsu is? No, She's she fucking just tired. laid there just cause, just cause, just as what she fucking does, dude. She just has to lay on her fucking back all the time, dude. So there's no fucking way that I don't want to bet on her. And the fact is, on the feet, yeah, you know she throws some effective strikes. The thing is, right now, okay, so look. If you're going to bet on Pollyanna Viana, right, she has all the finishing upside. So I kind of get it. Maybe if you're trying to lay that inside the distance number, maybe by submission, something like that. But on the money line, dude, are you crazy? There's no way. So I got GU. I'll take GU free. Plus 120. Good for me. Um, And, yeah, we'll stab her. You know, hopefully she could cover up the hips, stay on top. Um, You know, if she if she's ahead and she see, sees things coming, think she can um you know, win positions it's like when you catch her with some unexpected stuff that she kind of like her brain melts like she can't uh keep up 
And Pollyanna is like a very simple grappler. So he ain't tricking you with shit. So let's go yeah. with uh, you free. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it, the line just gotten a little out of control. It was kind of pick them earlier in the week, right? And then now, you know, Viana almost minus 150. Um, you know, just kind of echoing with Ozzy, what Ozzy said, uh, Viana's just not a woman you want to be trusting as a favorite. Uh, I think I give her the uh, the edge here in, like, activity. She, she She's probably reliable to do a little bit more. But I think Fry is, is the better striker. She's a better technical striker. She's a southpaw, which I'm sure Viana is not going to have an easy time with. And it's really just a matter of Jinyu Fry throwing enough strikes to win the rounds because I think she'll have the striking advantage here. She just needs to throw uh, enough hands to, to win the rounds because sometimes she just doesn't have that good output. But she, her takedown defense is not bad as well. Um, I, I could see her getting tangled up in a submission of some sort like she did against uh, Kay Hansen. And, you know, that was a bad look. But I'm thinking, uh, you know, you can go over to DraftKings and bet uh, – Fry decision only at minus 115. So that way, if she gets um, if she gets tangled up in a sub, you refund your bet. And if it goes to decision, I think she's I think she's the favorite to win the decision, honestly, if it does get there with how pathetic Viana looked in the later rounds of her fight. She's Viana's just a, a finished fighter. She's not a fighter who's known for winning rounds. So I think if it does get the full 15 minutes, it's got a good chance to go to Fry and um the Tim Troiano special as well. Uh, fight to end by split decision plus four hundred. This... The fuck is that? <laughs> you don't uh, you don't go on spaces enough anymore. But um, but yeah, the the Tim bets split decisions for most fights. This fight has split decision written all over it. So uh, what's the price? What's what's uh, G U Frey by? Oh, split. Um, let me see. I think it's eight to one, and then yeah, eight to one on oh. either woman. Um, anyway. Um, next fight is in the Bantamweight division. Mario Bautista, Benito Lopez. Bautista is the favorite, minus 315. Lopez, 265. Benito Lopez coming off a long, long layoff. This guy hasn't fought in, I think, three years. Yeah, over three years. Uh, last win was a win against Vince Morales. Highly regarded as a, a very bad decision there. I think, you know, almost all the, the media and scorecards and whatnot had it for Morales. But it was in Benito's hometown, and he got some lucky decisions there. So, um, but the guy is just a super basic fighter, man. This guy, he he doesn't hit particularly hard. He doesn't throw a whole lot of strikes. He doesn't really offensively grapple well. He doesn't defensively grapple well, and he's just a very basic striker. I don't see anything about this guy that's impressive. Um, never really been impressed by him, and most of his fights are just close decision wins when he wins. So. It seems extremely unlikely that he's going to beat Bautista here, barring any crazy improvements over the three years. I mean, I'm sure the guy's improving a little bit, but I mean, Bautista, I give him the edge everywhere. I think he's the better fighter on the feet, uh, definitely on the ground. And Bautista's been using his his ground game a little bit more. Subbed Kelleher pretty easily in his last fight. Uh, the sub line there was, I think, six to one, and it's six to one here again. And Benito has given up the neck and gotten choked out before, so. If there's any bet to make on the fight, it's probably going to be Mario Bautista by sub at plus 600. Uh, oh, it's actually it's down to 500 on, on DraftKings. So maybe look to see what that line opens up on FanDuel. But I think Bautista's got a good chance at, at subbing him if he, he decides he wants to. Uh, what are you thinking here? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I don't remember the dates, but I, I just recall, you know, Benito, I don't know if how often he had fought, but I thought he had fought like, you know, kind of often back when he, uh, he was getting fights and, you know, I didn't think he was particularly good back then. Um, you know, I don't really think he was, he has really kind of kept training too much in terms of, uh, at the high, at a high level. Um, and it was kind of surprising to me to see him come back in this fight I think who didn't he call someone out? He called out like did he? Did didn't he do a call Bautista out? Bautista did. I don't remember. No, no, no. Benito, Benito. Oh, I don't know. Don't I mean, remember? it was three. Yeah, three years ago. I don't remember. I, I think he should. No, no. I think like recently. But basically, point is, he was looking for a, a much lower rank fight. Um, but yeah, I just think that Batista. My most intriguing thing is: is this going to be a finish or not? Under. Or uh, does uh, goes distance is just to pick him here, you know. I kind of like like what you said, you know, the use of Batista and his grappling. He's a strong kid, um, but you know, I would I would say that Benito is durable overall with the punches. Like you know, he kind of 
you know, I I I don't know if he's getting put out by punches by uh, Batista. So the look at the submission prop is probably solid. Um, but I kind of maybe do like Batista maybe inside the distance for a small look. Plus one fifty. I think uh, Vince Morales dropped him, right? Um, I think. Yeah, I don't remember that fight that well. I didn't look into that fight. This fight that much. I'm I'm not betting on it. Yeah, I mean it's. If I did, if I did, it'd be like a little small stab on some kind of finish prop for Bautista. Next fight, women's. Because I just think like the the pace, like overall, even if he doesn't get him early, you know these guys are coming to bang and. You know, I, I don't think it's gonna it's going to scorecards that often. What's the line? ITD plus one sixty five. Yeah, not the best line, but um, I can see it. It seems like a matter of decision or or finish for me. Um, next fight, women's one twenty five. Miranda Maverick, Shayna Young. This fight's a rematch. Uh, Miranda Maverick minus six fifty. Shayna Young plus four seventy five. Uh, I think we talked about this fight and it got canceled before. I'll keep it short. I mean, Miranda kind of dominated in the grappling and choked her out in the first fight. And I think Miranda is probably the one getting better out of the two still uh, consistently. Shayna, I think, is actually getting a little bit better. I've underestimated her before. Still, it's really hard to imagine her actually winning this fight. So seems like a matter of will Maverick uh, finisher or will it be decision? I kind of lean for a finish. And uh, the KO prop for Maverick at 9-1 to one is probably the better bet to make than sub at fucking my, uh, plus 185, you know? So, uh any any thoughts on this one? You know, Shanimal held it down in her last fight um, against uh, Gina. You know, fucked her up in, in the second or third round. I remember when she did that. Um, but, yeah, you know, Miranda says she's going to switch to WWE or maybe. I don't even know. I think maybe she's, like, she's going to do them both, maybe, is what she kind of meant. No idea. But, you know, kind of. You know, I, I'm just intrigued. Is she gonna try to come finish uh, Shayna Young? You know, super quick. I don't think so, man. I I think that I don't know what the line was the first time, but I kind of think that this line, this fight will go the distance. So I'm I I think I'm still I think I might have been on that same side before. I don't know. I got to look back. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> this fight sucks. Yeah. But yeah. Amanda Maverick hasn't been getting any good fights, dude. Well, who did she last fight? She fought a. Uh, Sabina Mazzo. Yeah, her fight sucked. Yeah. Nobody, who cares? Uh, I, I remember the last time we talked about it, you were talking about how the first fight was a, a, a one uh, was a one round fight. One round. So so yeah. Mar- Miranda was probably a lot more willing to like empty the gas tank than chase to finish that fight because it's only five minutes. While this fight, yeah. she's going to have to, you know, be a little more cautious with her, her gas tank over 15. So it's possible. Um, also, looking at Miranda Mavic's career, she's fought Deanna Bennett twice. She's fought Victor- Victoria Leonardo twice. And now she's fighting Shayna Young twice. So, amazing. Um, I hope her WWE career goes good, though. I don't know. No, I don't think she's pretty enough for that. But we'll see. Um, next fight is in the uh, featherweight division. Derek Minner taking on Shalinian Nurnam Bekov. And the line for this one is Nurnam Bekov minus 209 or plus 179. Your turn to start this one off. And I just think Derek Minner, like, he's just going to get grinded out here. Um, you know, I think Nermi, Nermi's a part of, like, a, I think a, a new uh, branch uh, to China from um, uh, Killcliffe FC. So, like, uh, Jing Liang's been, you know, going back and forth. And this guy, is, uh, he's, he rolls with him, too. A little bit uh from my understanding so i think he is kind of improving still you know i don't know what his real age is but um he looks kind of spry he looks like he's kind of built different um so i'm kind of bullish that he's going to be able to grind out a guy like Derek minner who you know what he's going to come with uh from the beginning so i mean i would look out for like some big uppercuts big overhands if i'm shalinian nermi um, but then after a while should be able to, even if he gets his neck caught from what I've seen from his grappling, doesn't really panic is kind of like, I mean, obviously he hasn't, I haven't seen him fight anybody who's going to attack the neck and stuff like that, like Minner, but I don't think Minner, Minner's offensive grappling will be effective here. Like it was like against like Charles Rosa and shit like that. Um, so yeah, just like. Uh, Shalinian here to win. 
Yeah, I agree. I like the nickname too. So we got we got uh Chinese uh Nermi and we got uh Missouri Nermi on this card. So um yeah, that's nice exactly. nice to see. Um but um yeah, I mean I, I echo the same sentiment. The Shalinian dude is fucking strong. His nickname is the Wolverine for a reason. And I just think he's gonna be way stronger than Minner in these grappling positions. Uh I think there's a chance that Minner comes out strong and maybe has some early success. I think Shalinian did get taken down by Sean Soriano and put on bottom temporarily there. So I could yeah, two takedowns for Soriano. Um so I could see uh, that happening here, you know, maybe Minner comes out uh, fast and he's always known for, for starting fast. And I think like 20 out of 25 of his wins are in round one or something. So, um, you know, maybe look to live that someone Shalinian here because I think the guy is pretty well suited to take over late. Uh, he did good in the later rounds versus um, uh, TJ and Soriano. I think he lost round two versus uh, TJ and uh, then dug deep and got another big takedown in round three and uh was able to grind him out um but you know this fight looking at the pricing of the fight uh to end inside the distance i just think these lines are way off here so they have shalinian ko at plus 325 uh outside of the one punch he landed on tj brown that kind of dropped him shalinian just doesn't seem like a much of a knockout threat to me he, when he's on top he doesn't really throw strikes he doesn't really look for submissions and on the feet i think he is the harder hitter of the two but minner uh, Minner can take a beating. I don't think he's going to, you know, get finished from one punt or so. I think the fight to go the distance is just priced incorrectly. I mean, this is this fight is going to have a lot of grappling in it, a lot. And I think it's very likely that uh, Minner maybe puts him in a deep sub and want round one, and it's a close moment. And then it could be all Nurnam Bekov from that point on. Um, and, you know, uh, he did just deal with some submission attempts from TJ Brown, too. I think TJ Brown had him in a guillotine, an armbar, and a triangle. And he was able to defend all three of those, which are, you know, the three of the special moves of Derek Minner. Um, and, you know, just James Krause, bro, he, he's terrible. He, you know, he's fighting the same fighter two times in a row. You think he's going to make any adjustments? Fuck no. They're, he's probably going to lose in the same exact fashion that TJ Brown just lost. And that'll be, uh, you know, 2-0 for, for Shalinian. So, um, I, I think Shalinian is pretty good here, uh, but I would I would be a little more inclined to, to look to live bet him than I would be to lay this minus 200 juice. And I will be betting the fight to go the distance at plus 150. That's going to bring us <clears throat> to the first fight on the main card. Uh, best fight I agree. On the card. Best fight on the card. Mark Madsen versus Grant Dawson. Lightweight division. A little bit short notice here, about two weeks notice for Dawson. Uh, short notice, but still the favorite minus two eighteen for Dawson. Mark Matson plus one eighty eight. Um, Ozzy, you're a little more excited to talk about this one than me, so I'll let you go first if that's cool with you. Uh, I'd like to hear. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm glad Grant finally was able to get a fight. Obviously, been very high on this guy. Um, he's been um, you know, really, really good. Um, uh, he's been really, really good in the UFC maybe uh, fl flown a little bit under the radar. Sometimes when you like go between weight classes, uh, that happens as well. But yeah, this guy's been solid, you know, big win over Jared Gordon last fight out. Um, and I think the, the change down the ATT uh, just solidifies him overall as a top, you know, potential next like top 10 guy at 155. He's taking a short notice to fight here against Madsen, a guy who, you know, from being in the clinch is supposed to be very, very strong. But I don't think this guy, like in terms of mixing it up or uh, attacking, obviously once he does get any kind of takedown, I don't think his game is there really. Only real attack I see that he has is he has a decent maybe like guillotine to counter uh, you grappling him. So I would think Grant needs to watch out for that. But other than that, I think that Grant, you know, even the way that he sets up his own striking, I think is better than enough to beat beat up Madsen over the course of 15 minutes. Um, but overall, I think eventually we, we get he gets a takedown on Madsen, takes him down, reverses him from on bottom. Something happens when he where he gets a better uh, grappling position, and then you know he ends up winning some rounds like that. So I like Grant Dawson to win. I got a little bit of him at. Minus two oh five. Um, and I just think he's gonna be Mark Madsen. He's not losing to Mark Madsen. So uh, 
I'm a little confident than uh, than Ozzy is, but I do see Dawson eventually getting his hand raised at the end of the day. Um, but you know, this is a, a unique matchup because Madsen, uh, you know, being a former wrestler, not many guys are looking to grapple him. I believe this is the first guy who's going to have like a dedicated gra- uh, game plan to bring the grappling to Madsen. And I'm interested to see how the wrestling works out. Dawson, obviously a uh, Greco-Roman wrestler. Those are all upper body takedowns, a lot of throws. And then um, Dawson's takedowns are mostly below the legs, and he, he's got a good double leg, single leg. And I'm interested to see how Madsen's takedown defense to those lower, uh, you know, traditional wrestling attacks, uh, you know, freestyle wrestling attacks, uh, how it's going to look. Because, uh, you know, most of his career, he's not really faced many of those takedowns. Only in his MMA career, he's he's faced those takedowns. And just not many guys have actually shot those those lower attacks on him. So um, I think I think Madsen could surprise us and do a little bit better than uh, expected. Or he also could look like way worse on bottom than we expect as well, because he's just not used to being on bottom. Uh, you know, especially training out in Europe, I'm sure there's just not many guys who are capable of out grappling him. So this is going to be a new look for Madsen. But uh, if the fight is able to stay on the feet, I mean, I think it's going to be close. It's going to be some ugly kickboxing. I see both guys, you know, landing on one another. And, you know, Dawson's going to need those takedowns because he's not quite at the point yet where he can win a fight with just his striking. I think we're seeing marginal improvements in his striking, but he's still got a good, a good way to go. Uh, but luckily, you know, he's tough. He's a great athlete. He he times his takedowns really well in the fight. And, you know, the Jared Gordon fight impressed the hell out of me. I was rewatching that fight today. Round three is just an absolute, you know, dog fight. These guys are going back and forth, takedowns getting up. And then eventually Grant just gets a, a nasty takedown and back take and wraps it up. Come on, bro. Mark Madison couldn't do that on his best day. No shot. Fight like that. No shot. That's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that rewatching that fight, too, I was also. So not too bullish on uh, Jared Gordon's chances against Patty Pimblett, but um, that's a that's a, a topic for another day. I, I see Grant winning by decision. Uh, what's the uh, the decision line here? I wonder. Oh wow, it's juiced, very juiced, minus one ninety. Um, yeah, I mean uh, that's no good. Uh, but you know the short notice I think should be a concern with Grant too because he has slowed down around three before. He's got I think fifteen days notice for this fight, so that's something to consider. Um, that's enough about that one. Um, next fight is in the flyweight division, I believe. Yep, uh, Ulan Bekov taking on Nate Maness. Tagir is the favorite, minus two twenty-five. Nate Maness plus one ninety. So Nate's going down to one twenty-five here, right? His last, you know, few fights were at one thirty-five. Um, yeah, so I mean, he's cutting weight. I mean, this guy's already pretty fucking lean at one thirty-five, and now he's cutting down to even uh, a lower weight class, one twenty-five. Saw a picture of him, you know, looked pretty. Pretty bad, honestly. Uh, but you know, it's hard to put a lot of stock into those pictures. Hasn't he fought at at, at, you know, at featherweight at one point in his career? I mean, he's dropping down a lot. Um, anyways, uh, so you know, I think this is not a good matchup for Nate. You know, Tagir's a guy who can mix in the striking and grappling really well. Uh, Tagir, he doesn't hit too hard on the feet, but he's got uh, some decent straight punches. Uh. And, you know, he's, he's a good grappler, but he, he's one of these weird, like, hybrid Dagestani guys where he's not uh, a dedicated striker or a dedicated grappler. He kind of mixes the two of them in, uh, kind of like uh, Abu Bakar and Nurmagomedov from the other week. But, um, you know, I think Ulan Bekov will, uh, will do enough to win here. I think he'll probably win in a little underwhelming fashion. Uh, but, you know, I'm a little worried about Ulan Bekov, like, keeping the fight on the feet for too long because Nate can definitely provide a, a, a threat on the feet. He, he uh, you know, Ulan Bekov is very open for leg kicks. His boxing defense isn't the, the best. You know, Tim Elliott fucking dropped him with a punch. Um, so I think Maness could have some success in the feet. So if I were Ulan Bekov, I would be looking for him to grapple to cover this price. Um, and you know, the inevitable outcome here does seem like an Ulan Bekov decision. The price isn't great. Minus 105 plus a hundred plus 105 out there in some places. Uh, but th- that does seem like it will hit to me. So, um, that's my read on the fight. You got any analysis here? You say it was plus what? It's like plus 105 is the best price for Ulan Bekov decision. Look, listen, I'm a fan of Nate Maness. I don't know why he's cutting down to 125. I wake up, man. Like, you know, I feel like the what he, it, the thing that he's good at is being like so wiry at 135, but being a guy, a wiry guy who's active. 
Um, and he has a great record overall, like other than the the you know loss to uh, Nurmagomedov. Um, he's like fifteen and two or some shit like that. So it doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, I think that Tagir here, he's just gonna be a little bit sharper than Nate. Can Nate win? Yes. That's why the odds aren't crazy, you know. But I don't, I don't really like him as a dog shot unless you're very confident in whatever preparation he has. Because um, Tagir is not all that good in his own right. Um, but I don't really like this matchup overall. Don't have the best read on it in terms of what way it's gonna turn out. So it's gonna be a pass for me, but. I mean, I honestly think it could finish. So, you know, it being plus 155, you could get some place, some faraway places. Not that bad, in my opinion. Yeah, the ch- I mean, the chin of Maness. The under. Uh, the chin of Maness. I, 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 he's been hurt and dropped before, so it's, you know, very possible. And he's also been put in very bad positions on the ground. You know, Johnny Munoz had, right. had him nearly TKO'd. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I was right. Maybe at one twenty-five, I don't know. Maybe he's more inclined to give up. Like the last fight, he just you know stopped moving a lot on the on his back. But maybe he did nothing. Yeah, he's like yeah, yeah, a little more active. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. I mean, he he just conceded defeat against Umar and tried not to get finished. So you know, he just played some decent defense on the ground. But um, yeah, I mean, Ulan Bekal though, he's just not a finisher. I mean, he he doesn't really kick into that next gear to search for that finish. So. I don't think I'll be ending up betting it because I just don't think the value is there on that plus 105. But like I said, it seems like the inevitable outcome is a, a Tagir decision in a slightly underwhelming fashion. But speaking of a fight that's not going to be underwhelming, next fight in the heavyweight division, we have Josh Parisian taking on Shea Sherman. Absolute banger of a fight. And these guys are just two blue-collar fighters, you know? They clock in, they clock out, they fight. That's what they do, you know? Um, Chase Sherman minus one thirty four, Josh Parisian plus one fourteen. Uh, I'm I'm eager to hear your thoughts on this one, Ozzy. What what are we thinking? Insane fight, dog. Insane fight. You know, every time you think like, I mean, it was a great performance that last one by Chase Sherman. I mean, I don't know if they got like fight at night. Let me see. Uh, yes, they did get fight. In, they got a performance at night. I don't know if Derek got it as well. I'm checking now. But yeah, that was a great fight. Uh yeah, they got fun tonight. <laughs> the funny thing is, you guys faded my boy Waldo with Vandera. You guys, <laughs> but anyway, that was a losing um, value bet. That's all that matters. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, I told you. Um, but but yeah, but but about this fight, I mean Sherman, he looked okay, I guess, against Vandera. But Vandera, he didn't do any of the grappling stuff, which was kind of stupid. So I think me people, maybe they saw uh, him not give up as much. Maybe that he was in a little bit better shape. And then maybe some of the coaching from Henry Hoof is getting absorbed. I'm not buying it, bro. I'm not fucking buying it. And I'm going to just keep waiting. You know, obviously Parisian, his last fight, I bet on him. I think that was might have been my best bet. I don't remember. I definitely bet on him in his last fight against Bidot. And that didn't look great. That did not look that good, but, you know, he ended up uh, overcoming, you know, using a little bit of his strength to, you know, bully um, Bado, Bado around. Maybe he could shoot a takedown here on 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 Chase, on Sherman, you know, um, you know, and take him down. You know, he's a plus money. He's plus money now, though. Um, I think that, yeah, I th- anything pl- better than plus 110, I will be on Parisian. So I'll just wait, but the, I never bet. The the answer for me is never Chase Sherman. It's never. It's always never, never Chase Sherman. I remember that. That's a great one of your most famous quotes from the podcast, I believe, is never Chase. Yeah, bro. there's never value on a Chase Sherman line, and um, Chase. You know, yeah. I mean that 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 fight against Vandera. I mean, I mean, I bet Vandera again. Bro, I mean, we're losing on. we're losing brain cells betting on this guy, truthfully. But uh, come on, dude. There's yeah. no way like the Vandera one, bro. You gotta you gotta know that you got lucky on that one, bro. You're not gonna go to the well Which again. At, no, I'm no, I'm not talking about you personally. Oh, oh, oh. I'm talking about people in general. <laughs> I mean, if you won on that on him last fight, you're gonna go to the well again at minus money. I don't know, it's a bad bet, I think. But I don't know. We'll see. That Parisian fight was epic. I bet him live, I bet him round two round two at like plus nine hundred or something. Amazing. 
Um, well, the fact that Parisian just showed that he could take those shots, like, or whatever, take shots or just be stunned, whatever it is. And then he, like, builds back and, you know, he can fight through didn't it. Yeah. give up. Yeah. Guys has got, got, has got cardio. He could do the same thing Parker Porter did to this guy easily. Easily. I agree. It's the, he's the side. Easy. Parisian's the side, man. It, it's For it's sure. very similar to Chase versus Vander, where it's like, hmm, the striking could be close. Parisian might actually have a chance to win the striking, but if he decides to use his grappling, he can look like a massive favorite. And it's it sucks though because Parisian isn't isn't going to use his grappling proactively. He'll use it, you know, reactively after he gets hurt with a punch, like he did against Bedeau. But still, man, that's got a good chance at at, at you know. You know, Sherman stunning him early. Guys, remember, guys, remember, Chase Sherman, you know, he won in the third round his last fight. All right, is he a new? Usually he only wins by finish and in the first round. And Parisian literally has never been finished by knockout like in the, in round one. There's no way I could bet on Chase Sherman, bro. Come on. Yeah. How are people doing that? Look at Jared Vendera in his last fight. Look what he did. The only the reason why I understand Sherman is favored because I do think he is the better offensive striker of the two. But still, man, I mean, there's just so much that could go wrong, and laying juice on Sherman is never the answer. So, and if you think if you think about it too, that Jervin their fight, bro, he took a lot of shots too in that fight. That wasn't yeah, that long, like ago. over a hundred. Maybe that's maybe that's why Jared was so bunch of, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that was he, he didn't pull the trigger because he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, no, undoubtably against yeah. Chase and and. You know, Bado buzzed Parisian, but it was only for a round. Like, it was only quick, a quick little one, you know? It's super quick, and then he was getting his eyes looked. My boy won that round. Gosh. All right, that's enough about that one. Uh, Co-main event time, uh, a fight that also has been rescheduled. Neil Magny versus Daniel Rodriguez. Daniel Rodriguez, a slight underdog, minus 104. Neil Magny, minus 116. So I think what happened here is this fight was supposed to be about two weeks ago. And I believe Daniel Rodriguez had uh, staff or MRSA on his elbow. Um, I wonder if there's a... We should probably figure out if it was MRSA because MRSA, I don't know if you know this, Ozzy, it's uh, like medic, medicine-resistant staph infection or something. So it's way harder to cure. I think that's the definition. Um, but. Uh, I would be I would be thinking this fight is good for Rodriguez if it weren't for that staff thing. I mean, he probably went on antibiotics for that. Antibiotics uh, affect your cardio, you know, make it a lot harder to do physical activities. And this guy also fought really recently, right? He fought like getting in September. So I'm not sure what his training camps are looking like. I don't think he's really doing like a full camp for this fight. And that's a that's a bad recipe against Neil Magny, who's, you know, a cardio machine who is just a, a, a master at weaseling decisions. What's his decision? Uh, he's like, what is he, Ozzy? 15 and 2 in decisions or something? Um, in the UFC alone, he's 13 and 2 in decisions. So, I mean, this guy is just a master of winning decisions. Um, and, you know, this fight is probably going to be, um, I mean, I see Rodriguez having the better offense of the two. You know, good southpaw boxer Rodriguez is. But Magny just, he, he pushes you against the cage and he he finds a way to win rounds and you know i i don't know it's i think it's not a great spot to to be betting against magni here uh i think magni will probably start slow like he typically does lose round one and then uh probably come back and win the later two rounds so um i don't know man like i said if it weren't for the elbow i would maybe be considering betting on rodriguez i don't really like that about him all right all right all right all right all right make a pick make a pick um i'll i'll pick magni all right, sounds good. So this is what Martian's not telling you. Obviously, Neil Magny, he looked like shit in his last fight. And it was, you know, five months ago, a little four and a half months ago. Um, you know, but Shavkat's a monster and he de- and Shavkat devoured him. But Neil looked pathetic at times. He's kind of like on his back and he's doing the weasel stuff. Like, you know, I'll never forgive or forget um when he pulled guard against Robbie Lawler in round three, because he was just like, he just wanted to win the fight. I just hate Neil Magny so much. But, you know, yeah, this is a good fight for him. Um, he's putting in some work in Philly, too. He's going over there with, like, Sean Brady and those people. So that's, I think, you saw that a bit with the Max Griffin fight when he started to get his grappling going. Um, So he's been doing that for, like, a year now. I know he was over there in, like, September or something like that. So I think he's going to try to implement that at some point here against Daniel Rodriguez. The fact, like everybody's saying, um, 
his decision rate, the fact that what is Daniel Rodriguez able to do. But remember, guys, Daniel Rodriguez over 200 and 0 in the streets. Um, has not lost many fights. No judges know, in the streets, though. No judges. Oh, but uh, I don't know. The the streets are, the streets are a good judge, Martian. I don't know if you don't, That's but true. the streets are a pretty good judge. Um, especially when you got Saudi Amato compared, you know, it being the uh, the base sign. But you know, only lost two decisions himself in the UFC. So the over is pretty juice. Uh, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, pop that open two twenty five. But I mean, my guys tell me Magni, one of my most respected consiglieres. I don't know, a capos tells me he's like, listen, it's Magni. I was like, okay, he's he's adamant. Well, I roll with Magni. Yeah, I mean, Magni's fucking weird. Like you said, he did. I look like Rodriguez. Initially, he initially, looked... I like D Rod. Initially, I did like D Rod. Um. Like Magni did look awful against Shavkat, but then you know he also last year the guy fucking clearly beat what? Jeff Neal. Like I mean, uh, he's that was he's different Jeff Neal. That was different Jeff Neal. Still, it's a good win. I mean, he he came back well from losing early versus Griffin. You know, the guy does. Listen, have... if Jeff if if Magni stays on the outside, fucking Rodriguez and beat him up. Yeah, he's got to get his hands on him and. Look to live at Magni. But, you know, I think he can, loses round one. What's it called? Rodriguez is a unit, so he might be able to push, you know, punch, punch his way out of the clinch and beat up Neil and close. So he's better than Max Griffin. So I don't know. Was he? What was the odds against Max? Oh, Griffin was, was like a huge plus favorite, two ten or something. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he's odds are okay. But I roll with Magni. All right, main event time: women's strawweight division, uh, Brazil on Brazil violence. Here, as as he said, um, it's a a glorified jungle fight, right? Is that what you said? Glorified jungle, jungle fight. fight. Yeah, jungle fight. yeah or, um, oh, it is jungle fight. It is jungle Marina fight. Rodriguez taking on Amanda Limos. Odds for this one: Marina minus two twenty five, Limos plus one ninety. Your turn to start this one off. Riveting main event, fourth women's uh fight on the card, right. and I think it's got to be like the fifth or sixth women's main event of the year. They're way past the fucking quota. Excellent. Excellent, great main event fight here. Um, you know, really, you know, two super talented Brazilians. You know, I, what I would say about this fight is great live bet fight. If you are watching it, great bet fight to live bet because you know uh, maybe uh, Lemos could win early or you know compete or you know really whatever it is. But I think that um, Marina, her big talents are like you know the intangibles, and she. You know, she goes out there, tries to win win the rounds. She's uh, cognizant of what's going on, how it's being scored a bit. Can't say that for all Brazilians, but she is a bit. You know, I don't think her 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 corner will tell her like Viviani that she's up like two rounds and shit. So you know, I would think a a good live bet fight. You know, whether it be Lemos has success early, she you know drops whatever. You know, so I think that you know um, Marina will remain a good live bet. Um, but you know, on the money line, you know, I guess like if you laid under two dollars, given that this is now a five round fight, pretty good bet. Even now, I mean, but the thing is that you know, this girl Lemos is kind of dangerous with like just strikes or even the grappling. And Marina's not a good grappler, guys. So even though she survived on bottom against uh Dern, that doesn't mean that she's gonna survive like a lot of girls, you know, just because. You know, it's just different styles, like, you know, um, where, like, a brute strength person could, might submit, uh, 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 like, a complete white belt, more, uh, like, a brute strength, like, purple belt might submit a white belt quicker than, like, a technical black belt, sometimes. Um, but I would pick Marina. I think Marina's the one. Yeah, Marina's got to be the pick here, man. I I don't see a whole lot of logic behind Limosh uh, winning the fight. Uh, I think she could potentially win early on here, but I mean, it's gonna get it's gonna get real bad for her, man. This I mean, Limosh's cardio fucking sucks. I mean, it's really bad. I mean, remember she guys she she gassed out and got her ass kicked versus Angela Hill, and the judges gave her a gift of a decision. I think like seventy five percent of people had Hill winning that fight. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was just a close fight it, it was close but still i mean she clearly 
is a round one uh, fighter. Like that's where I mean, look at her UFC record. I think like half of her. I kind of like the Marina by KO, just because. But like what I'm saying, if if Lemos can't take her down, I don't know if she could keep up a 25 minute kickboxing fight with Marina. She she probably can't, but Rodriguez like she doesn't put it on women. Like she just doesn't. Um. Uh, like for, like it seems like she could have TKO'd some of her opponents before. She just doesn't really pour it on. But especially with the five rounds too, she's probably going to be looking to like conserve a little cardio. And I think this one could f- somehow stretch the full five rounds. Even though I mean, probably. even though Pat like past round two, man, it really should be all Marina. Um, it would be really surprising to me to see Lemos having success past round two, and um. Yeah, Lemos sub, what is it? I mean, 800,000, yeah, I mean, that seems like her path to victory to me, honestly. I mean, she she was yeah. able to uh, to snatch that neck uh, versus Waterson. I gave out that plus 1,600 winner on the podcast uh, for her last fight. Um, so I'll be uh, grateful for uh, to Lemos for that for a while, but, you know, I hope she gets her ass kicked here. She does not deserve to be in main events. The fact that this woman is fighting in her, uh, she's, I think it's, her her past four fights are, are two co-main events and two main events. That's fucking insane. Uh, I mean, this woman maybe, maybe a little fight. prop, maybe maybe a little prop. Marina four five decision or yeah, three, be, or three four plus five money. KO. Let me let me see what three four five KO still... is. It, it, it's got to be it's got to be a ten to one four, five KO. For, yeah, they have those on Fanduel. They have like the round combo oh, prop four five decision. No four five decision. That's plus money. I'll look. Sure. Oh yeah, that has to be. I'll look at that. Let me let me find that one. Six small plus money. Okay, uh, Marina anyway. Marina four five decision is plus one ten. That's like that. And then Marina three four five KO is only seven hundred. So that's not bad though. KO seven hundred is better than three fifty. I don't see it coming in the first two rounds. So. Enough about that one. Um, it's time for our best bet parlay of the week. Uh, I think we've been struggling with these as of late, but let's see if we can get back on track here. Um, Ozzy, what is your best bet parlay leg? Oh, uh, and you know, not that many le- areas that I like that much this week. Let me see if I'm thinking of something. You have do you have yours uh, ready? You have who who you were. Uh, I, I do. I ha- I've just decided on it. Um, you could you go ahead? Just okay. Uh, it's gonna be a woman by the name of Jin Yu Fry. Oh my god! So you're gonna go with Jin Yu Fry plus plus one twenty four in the money line. Yep. Damn. Um. Yeah, you know what? I will go with pick that we were talking about. Hmm. Let's go with the over in the uh, Derek Minner, Shali Alon. Wow. Plus, plus one, even money. Okay, I like the sound of that. Okay, you can parlay plus 100 over two and a half, and Jinyu Fry plus 124, two plus money bets, gets you up to plus 348 on that one. And uh, kind Dang. of a consistent agreement. I think, I think I'll think i be betting that, that GTD in the, uh, the, the Shalinian fight, so that looks good. And then um, I don't know if Ozzy will be betting Jinyu Fry, but I think he said that she is the side. So um, that'll do it this week. You know, for, you know, rough fucking card. I, I you know, wish everyone luck in, in watching this card. It's going to be a rough watch. But uh, next week we got UFC Madison Square Garden, which always delivers some good title fights. And uh, we'll be back with a real good card next week. So uh, any closing thoughts here, Ozzy? No, sir. Go, go Phillies, go Eagles. And uh, that'll uh, that'll do it for this week. So thank you, thank you to everyone listening. Nice to have Ozzy back on the podcast talking about the worst UFC card ever. And uh, we'll be back next week. So thanks to, to listening, everyone. Hope you all win some bets and enjoy the fights. We'll see you all next week. Peace out.